that's weird. That's fucking weird. We should probably talk about it. There's a mystery here. I think my spin just got me. Ugh. Doing that exercise, girl. What a dummy. Wow. I'm trying to maybe just lose a couple pounds before the murder ladies are in town. Before the murder ladies are in town. Our good, good murder Wait, ladies. that's like two. I guess you could lose a couple pounds in two weeks. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, that's reasonable. That's not too bad. <laughs> I went to spin last Friday and then Sunday and then Tuesday and then today. And so oh, it's like the dedication. Dedications like <laughs> two or three times a week. Yeah. Um, for the last couple weeks. Wow. Just, you know, you know, just, you know, I'm doing it. I think you're supposed to exercise like as a human. You are. I feel pretty shitty if I don't like stretch and do stuff. Um, for a couple days actually because like I walk around a lot yeah and not necessarily in great shoes (laughs) but if I remember to do a little bit of yoga then I don't feel like I'm literally falling apart it's so important yeah (laughs) so important to not fall apart you guys (laughs) you guys let's talk about like health and being your best self oh god (laughs) can you imagine if that's the shit we talked about Jesus But for real. Speaking of which, I ate um, a lot of pizza, half of which had ranch dressing as the yum. <laughs> base. I'm going to have pizza later today. Oh, yum. I might so too. Good. Who knows? <laughs> Could have some more? Maybe. Christy, you're almost 30. Just get ready. I'm okay. already ready. I feel like <laughs> you're going to break down and you're going to have to start exercising and eating your veggies. I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> I like one day I really literally just ate like shit like the whole day mm-hmm. and it, it was like to the point where like I I wanted to make a joke but I thought it would, would be a little too offensive but you know that um <laughs> you know that phrase um that that like really waifish uh supermodel made in the 90s that was like nothing tastes as good as skinny feels right like now I think maybe that it's true but what it what it means is like when you eat things that do taste good you feel like you're gonna shit yourself in the middle <laughs> of a, your shift at work like that's what she meant that's sure. what she meant <laughs> like things do taste as good as skinny feels but then you're gonna feel like you're gonna poop but only for a second yeah and then <laughs> and then the ramifications hit right yeah you just gotta I gotta find a balance because they can't do just not balancing anything in my life anymore <laughs> True. Everything in moderation, mm. including moderation, Christy. Including pizza. <laughs> mostly mostly just cheese. Like, that's the only thing I've noticed. It's just like, hey, maybe uh, don't have all of your meals include um, a cup full of cheese. Cheese fucks me up. I'm really not supposed to have dairy. Yeah. But mine's like more milk than cheese, but... Yeah. Stuff. Like I said, I'm going to have pizza later. I'm have pizza later. <laughs> Clearly, I just don't care. Yeah. <laughs> Some people can eat cheese. Must be nice. It's I bet you're nice. in your early 20s or you're, you're a teenager <laughs> if you can still eat dairy. <laughs> Sometimes I think about that like um, some people just eat like shit all the time. Like they must just feel like death. Like, or do you get used to it? I don't know. Like not, not even one vegetable. Yeah, like I don't all know. your food is snacks and beer. Like, how do you function? Or are you just like wandering the world, just pooping your pants? <laughs> or I not don't. pooping at all? Ha, yeah, maybe that's the that's the secret. Is that the secret? That's what that book's about. Yeah, the secret. <laughs> <laughs> it's about not pooping. Not pooping at all. I just don't even understand it. Like, I can't go a day without being like my body's falling apart. <laughs> Um, in high school, I was one of those shitty vegetarians that didn't eat vegetables, but also didn't eat meat. So I only ate carbs uh, yeah. and dairy. So it was like macaroni and cheese, Pop-Tarts, French fries. That's it. And I was somehow fine. But you then young. But then again, I'm always talking about how in my late 20s and now that I'm 30, like nothing works. My body's falling apart. I have to <laughs> eat vegetables and drink water. Otherwise, I truly cannot function. Yeah. So it all caught up to me eventually. And I have to go to spin two to three times a week because <laughs> I need exercise. To exercise. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's getting to the point where, like, wandering around and being young is not enough. You have to be like, shit, I have to work out my muscles or they'll stop functioning. Correct. I'll be 40 and I just won't have any, like, musculature that moves my body around. <laughs> wandering around and being young isn't enough anymore. <laughs> 
Ah, I miss when that was enough. <laughs> Let's just stop being humans. Let's shed these Good. body bags filled yes, with meat you. and bones and let's become uh i don't know aren't there like some kind of creature we can become sure like a lizard person or a skeleton oh. or dead death is always an option <laughs> here at that's weird just keeping it on the table makes me feel a lot more comfortable you know what i mean does you always have an out you know it's true <laughs> just in case just in case <laughs> hello welcome to our morbid podcast <laughs> oh yeah hi by the way i'm ashley i'm christy uh we both live in Seattle but I work in Portland during the week and so I'm gonna have to be there on Halloween again this year I had to be there in Halloween by myself last year um because it's a Wednesday and Christy decided to come down and hang out with me yeah <laughs> I'm so excited me too I don't know am I, I am I more excited for the vegan barbecue or drinking and watching the um that movie with the witches oh yeah we're going to see Hocus Pocus Hocus Pocus at oh. this really cool old theater and they're going to be serving like spooky cocktails. And yeah, we're going to eat a shit ton of vegan food and just live our best weird lives. I can't wait. It's going to be so much fun. Uh, don't worry. We'll we'll post highlights, I'm sure. I plan on just doing a straight up live feed of me eating barbecue. Ooh. Maybe not. But no. now I might. I really want you to do that. <laughs> if not on our account, then on your personal Absolutely. account. Absolutely. <laughs> I will film it for you. <laughs> Thank God. I'm going to bring my camera tripod just for that. Uh, we recently did a, uh, a thank you thread on Twitter to all of our patrons. Uh, but I also wanted to give shout outs to Pamela, Nessie, Karia, and Shane, our big time weirdos on Patreon. Ooh. Thank you guys so much for your support. Uh, again, we are planning some fun videos and things for you this month because it's spooky season. And we may or may not have just filmed one today. Wow. So stay tuned for that. If you want to uh, become a patron and get stickers and buttons and access to our weird minisodes and videos, you can join at patreon.com slash that's weird. Boom, Christy. Wow. <laughs> you did it. I did it. You did it. Um, usually I read um, Christy an iTunes review. Oh, yeah. And I always forget that we we get them from other countries, but you have to like... <sighs> change your url to see them no way so i found one from canada that isn't mean because we do have a mean one from canada oh um this one says yes (laughs) (laughs) while searching for a new podcast i stumbled upon that's weird one word yes (laughs) it's weird it's quirky it's insert swear word amazing now go Go listen. That's from Gandalf underscore one two five eight eight. Oh, amazing! <laughs> right? We got um somebody. First of all, our Facebook group is really fun. It's so much and fun. And people post in there all the time, and I love seeing those. And also, somebody posted something really nice about us in there. They were just like basically like, "Hi, this is the best. This is uh, should be a review. I'm gonna do that now. Okay, I did it. Okay, thanks. Bye." Oh yeah, that was um Micah. I think was his name. And he was telling us some like crazy, amazing stories of growing up in Oregon um, and like being close to the Rajneesh. And there's some like D.B. Cooper connection. You should find it. It's like that's weird podcast. It's a group on uh, Facebook. We have links on our website, I believe, to it. But you should go join and um, hang out with us and Micah. Super cool. Okay, episode. We also steal ideas from (laughs) them all the time. Yeah, if you ever wanted to contribute to the podcast, feel free to just drop it in there. We might steal it. We'll let you know we're stealing it, yeah. to be fair. Uh, episode 66. It's October. It's spooky season. I'm going to tell you about night crawlers. Ooh! Which are not... I mean, they are also worms. Right. Or, and also that really good movie with Jake Gyllenhaal. Did you oh, see that? fuck. That's right. Nightcrawler uh, is a great movie. What a good movie. Honestly, like, I wasn't that into Jake Gyllenhaal until that movie, and it's unsettling. Girl. I know. Uh, he, I mean, okay. No. I have, I need, for so many reasons. I need... He just won't. did such a good job. <laughs> he just did such a good job. He's an incredible actor. I, I, You honestly, like, fried my brain a little bit. I was trying to be like... Right. I don't need to talk to Christy about Jake Gyllenhaal and Joaquin Phoenix again, but it's fine. Um, Okay, so I'll talk to you about it later. Okay. Nightcrawlers. They're like um, a spooky looking, but probably harmless cryptid. Oh. Well, specifically, they're called like 
the Fresno Nightcrawler, because that's kind of where they originated. They're also referred to as a Fresno alien. Oh. They look like... Um, so you know how... <laughs> You know, um, around Halloween, people will put, like, tissues on lollipops and to make it look like a ghost. Uh-huh. They really look like that. <laughs> Are you sure it's not people putting tissues around lollipops? That'd be a big-ass lollipop, Christy. Okay, sure. But they really do look like that. But if, like, the hanging part at the bottom of the tissue was split into two legs. Like little pants? Yeah, like little pants. <laughs> But, like, oh fabulous, God. like, you're on vacation, white, flowy pants. Oh. Yeah. Okay. They are all white, except for, like, I think they have little black eyes sometimes, um, which is kind of scary. And they're basically all legs. They have, like, a weird little pinhead. Very bizarre looking, <laughs> their for le- sure. Their legs go all the way up. So. <laughs> um, <laughs> they're the supermodels of cryptids. Oh my god, so true. They're also very rare. They've only been seen a handful of times. So night crawlers were first spotted again in Fresno, California in the 1990s. Reportedly, a family was having trouble with their dogs barking at something at night, which is always scary, mm-hmm. even though it's probably just a raccoon or something. Um so they put up a security camera to figure out what all the fuss was about and when they watched it the next morning, what they found were night crawlers. The footage is like amazing. Have you seen this? No. I'm gonna have to pull it up so you can watch it. It's all grainy and dark, but you see a couple palm trees off in the distance and like grass. Uh, and then you see these white, floaty looking things, almost just like pants walking themselves, <gasps> truly. Cute. Um <laughs> <laughs> I just can't. It just sounds like adorable. It's very cute. They are probably the least scary cryptid possibly ever. Um, though I just remembered, you know, those vines back when Vine was a thing. Oh yeah. Of the kids that would wear like sweatpants all the way up to their chest, and they'd put their arms in the leg holes. Yeah. That's really what it looks like. So much. Oh my god. <laughs> just like a whole body in a pair of sweatpants. <laughs> Uh, Nightcrawlers are basically vine stars before that was a thing. Wow. Because, again, the 90s. Amazing. So the tape was given to the police, I guess, because the family was like, we don't know what the fuck that is. Uh, So we're just going to turn this in. And it was then released to the media. Though the family managed to stay anonymous. They wanted, like, absolutely nothing to do with this weird-ass footage. And no one has come forward to say they were responsible, they were involved, it was a hoax. Like, there is... Nobody has any fucking idea what this was. Uh-huh. Uh, and then another Nightcrawler video emerged in the 2000s, this time from Yosemite National Park security footage. Uh, in that video, again, there are two of them. They seem to travel in pairs, but they walk a little bit slower in that video. And it's kind of freaky to watch. That one is like really kind of scary to me. Oh, I'm just I have to show it to you right now because I just truly need you to. uh <laughs> You, you need the reaction. I do. I do. To be recorded. It's truly important to me. Wow. Night cr- Good thing I had this ready. Just kidding. <laughs> Good thing I had it queued up and ready to go. <laughs> and right. Uh, uh, uh. No. Okay. This is from the first one. Oh. I, I kind of don't like it. Did it scare you? No, but it just makes me uncomfortable. Okay. Like, it makes me feel weird. (laughs) I don't like it. It's weird. Yeah, I don't like it. It's not cute. So I showed Christy the first video, and I'm going to find the Yosemite one and show her that one, too. Because I thought this one was scarier. How? Why? How? (laughs) How do that? It's so weird. And also, oh, I hate it. I, You know what? It, like, moves like... It's just... It's more of that like scary clown imagery kind of where it's just like move slow like it's going to get you and its pants are floofy. <laughs> 100%. Yeah. I hate it. It makes it really makes me uneasy. Like it's even though they're not like there's no reports of them like hurting anyone or doing anything, but it's just why are they walking around like that? Ooh, just creepy looking. I don't like it. I don't I don't like, like it. it. Uh, so yeah, I just needed to show that to Christy for her to understand just how <laughs> truly weird they now look. Now I get it. I will stop saying they're cute because they're not. <laughs> they sound cute. They sound cute. When you think about it and when you picture it, 
it sounds cute and then when you see it it's like ugh. I mean, if you saw that, if that showed up on your like security camera or if you were just oh, out in the middle move. of the night, I would move. Yeah. I'd burn my house down, collect <laughs> the insurance, move to a different state. Wow. You've got that plan ready to go. Change my name, fake my death in the <laughs> in the fire. Blame it on those creatures. Everything. Nice. Start a new life. Damn, Christy. I know. Uh, if you are listening to this episode right now, our show notes should be up at that'sweird.org. So you can go look for yourself. Go watch the videos. I will mm-hmm. make I will make sure that they're there. Um, a TV show called Fact or Faked examined one of the Nightcrawler videos and tried to recreate it several times in different scenarios, different locations with all kinds of equipment. And they actually gave up. They claimed it was too difficult to fake and that the footage they deemed to be authentic isn't that wild that's wild so these creatures could possibly come from native american legends there are multiple statues and wood carvings that bear a striking resemblance to these beings which fresno locals have uh pointed out online there i saw a couple of the photos it is pretty bizarre to see this like big wood statue that someone created and it's just like the little pinhead and then these two long legs what? it does really look like it oh wow so that's of course one theory that it's some kind of folklore myth legend um or most people think that they're aliens and that they just pop down every now and again to walk around like a bunch of creeps i don't know <laughs> like what I, uh, just taking a stroll just taking a little stroll on earth you know. hanging out with some dogs at night I mean, fair. That's a good idea. Enjoying the scenery without, like, humans around to bother them. and So true. Makes sense to me. <laughs> I get it. I'm on their team now. Yeah, okay. Team Nightcrawler. Team Nightcrawler. <laughs> team Nightcrawler. Um, but that's, I mean, that's sort of it. There's only been a few sightings. Actually, I did read one about a, like, teenager that was driving in Indiana oh. and saw something like that. But... The only video footage is from those two instances. And um, who knows what the fuck they are, but I am like super excited for hopefully like another sighting of them. Hope like sometime soon. Sometime soon. soon. Oh, spooky. Because like 90s, 2000s. I don't know. You think they show up once a decade? It does seem like once every like 10 years. Oh, we're running out of time. (laughs) Fuck. Well, I think the last one was maybe 2011. Oh, okay. Oh, so like three more years. I actually would because I couldn't find an exact date for the one from the 1990s. But it'd be pretty wild. So it was if 1991. It was 1991. But then what about 2001? Maybe that was the teenager driving. Oh. <laughs> We're making shit up at this point. Yeah, yeah, we are. Uh, and then 2021. I don't know. Wow. Perhaps they'll make contact. Nightcrawlers. Yeah, please go watch the video. Like you just truly don't understand the 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 spoopiness of them until you watch the video. Wow. That's weird.org. Do it. Yeah, it really is like, ugh. (laughs) I hated that. You're like, they're so cute. Oh, I changed my mind. (laughs) I changed my mind. I did. (laughs) Changed my mind entirely. (laughs) All right, well, cool. you got what's what what are you gonna what are you gonna talk about i got the black dahlia oh truly spooky um i love the black dahlia because i love that like film noir like old hollywood aesthetic and to me like when i think old hollywood i think that i think like a young aspiring actress in the city just like literally eating her alive and there's no better example i love that you love that black dahlia (laughs) I love it. It's kind of true, though. Yeah, it's a horrific cautionary tale in a way. Oh, yeah. It's um, this happened in the late 40s. Okay. January 1947. I um, Oh, I just have a note that I got distracted by. I love this case so much that I was willing to watch the entire video from BuzzFeed of just two obnoxious dudes talking about it in a car for some reason. <laughs> That's how much I like this nice. case. So I did it for you. Um, okay. In January of 1947, 22-year-old Elizabeth Short was found murdered in Los Angeles. Some lady was taking a stroll in the morning and came across it. She 
thought at first that it was a mannequin, actually. That's never a But it was a human. <laughs> ah! uh, this crime attracted national attention. And it's known, like, as one of the most, like, maybe the first, like, national famous crime, um, like, post-war crime, basically. So it's sort of like a new era sort of feeling to it. And I think that's also part of it. But mostly why it attracted such major attention is because it was, like, so brutal yeah like you have this like young beautiful woman and she is fucking torn apart and i can put a picture of this in the notes a lot of the pictures don't really show that much because they're like far away and old-timey pictures you can get a sense of what happened um but so her body was drained of blood um she looked like a mannequin to, to that lady um she was beaten and cut all over and she had been cut in half Fuck. and she was naked and posed with her arms up above her head and then the lower half of her body like a little bit away and her legs spread out and her intestines were like neatly tucked under her butt so like you couldn't it wasn't like that's, that's why that's i think that's also part of why that lady thought that she was a mannequin she just looked like a mannequin that had been like you know thrown out and like fell uh, fell apart and devoid of blood she would have probably been like so pale, so pale looking that's horrifying that someone took the time to pose her like that and not think that they were going to get caught like right. they really took time to actually they didn't what didn't they get didn't get caught no i, I know it's oh my a, god this is like one of the greatest unsolved mysteries i know um her official cause of death is a cerebral hemor- hemorrhage from violence so she was dead before all of this other stuff happened to her. Thank God. Yeah. Oh. Um. Even the like, just I I don't even understand. Like somebody like hit her over the head, which killed her, and then after that, they just like haphazardly just like cut her body all over, and then they cut her in half. And one thing I learned was there's only one point on your spine that can be cut that you can cut the body in half without breaking the bone. And they used to teach it uh, in medical school in the 30s for some reason. Wait, so you could cut the body in half without severing the spine? You have to sever the spine to cut the body in half. But there's only one place on the spine, like in the lower lumbar area, that you can cut it without breaking the bone. Interesting. Like if you wanted to cut someone in half. You'd have, and you did it anywhere. Like that else. would be the easiest place to do it. Or you weren't a doctor and you didn't know, like this is the spot where you can just sever the spine in half, and that's where y- you separate it. If you didn't know that, then they would have broken one of her vertebrae, cutting her in half, getting a getting a a knife big enough to cut in there. Ugh. Basically, yikes. I don't know why they taught this in med- medical school, but they taught it in medical <laughs> school how to cut somebody in half without breaking the bone. Oh, good. <laughs> that's, I mean, I'm trying to think of another. Why would you need to do that other than like for cadavers? Right. I mean, maybe for cadavers. <laughs> oh, okay. But yeah, so it's like a super fucked up like um, display and like clinical. Yeah. In ways. So yeah, I mean, definitely a really fucked up thing to like run into. Um, the name, the Black Dahlia was given as like a I there's a lot of like sources for it and they say like maybe people called her that before maybe it was because of dahlias that she wore in her hair but I think that the real thing is the media was really like getting salacious with it and so they called her the black dahlia partly as a playoff of like a popular noir murder mystery film called The Blue Dahlia that came out like just before that. Oh, really? Yeah. And uh that makes I, sense that yeah. they like I don't know, thought of the mo- what it, I wonder a what movie, that movie's about. Uh it's The Blue Dahlia is like a restaurant in the movie that people there's just, you know, intrigue and people getting murdered and interpersonal relationships and they're meeting up at the blue dahlia and that's why it's called that right because it's like the center of everything 
Um, but so she was called the Black Dahlia because they were like, oh, like she's wearing like a sheer top and a tight skirt and all black. She's the Black Dahlia because it's catchy. And they like were always, they were just constantly nicknaming like crimes. Of course. Yeah. To sell newspapers back in the day. Exactly. Um, yeah. This case is notorious for like the LAPD were notoriously corrupt at the time. Mm, yikes. And like there's a a game called LA Noir that's like about this time and you get to like solve the case. Oh, that's right. It's really fun. Uh, the game is just okay, but like I'm so into the aesthetic that I just love the game anyway. You actually get to solve the Black Dahlia case? You do. That's wild. It might be a DLC. I'm not sure, but like the game's been out for so long that like you can pay $5 and just get all of it. Wait, who does it in the game? Uh, <laughs> like who? I don't remember. Some random dude that's connected with some other case, I think. Isn't that always how it goes? It's some random dude connected goes. to some other case. Exactly. <laughs> so, you know, the police station is notoriously corrupt and the newspapers are fucking up. Like, they're just getting involved in the case and, like, fucking shit up before they can get, like, official statements and, like, get collect things. They're just, like, really... Um, getting involved in it and also like just trying to sell it as this like sex fiend murderer and like they <laughs> my favorite thing is they called her an adventuress which yes please put that in my I obituary. love it I would love to be an adventuress <laughs> I guess that means that she was uh s- sleeping around or something I don't know it just painted this, painted this picture of her as if she was this like desperate like beautiful woman who's like also a sex worker and just like trying to like just like hooking up with like men trying to sleep her way into Hollywood and like doing whatever it takes wink whatever like that kind of a person I hate that kind of salacious like gossip that newspapers and magazines do especially when it's like you're talking about a victim of a crime. Right. That's People some, ate that shit up. Of for course. It, I'm sure it helped them sell copies, but it's fucked so up. So many. And um and I think that's also part of why it, it's like so iconic, I guess, for that like image of the like actress try, doing trying to do whatever she can to be an actress in Hollywood and then getting fucked over. Only in this case, she's just like horrifyingly murdered. Yeah, she met like the wrong casting director. <laughs> right. Something like that. Yeah. And like, so when she died, before her mom, her, her mom lived in like Boston or somewhere like that. Before her mom was able to find out that she died, the LA examiner... called her and told her that her daughter had won a beauty contest what they called her mom told her mom that she wanted i think this is it's like notorious for for that too this case is notorious for all kinds of things but like (laughs) for everything just like it's like a landmark um thing in terms of like journalistic ethics Mm -hmm. because they called her mom and lied to her and said that her daughter had won a beauty contest so that they could interview her mom about her and in that interview she found out that her daughter died horrifyingly and they just used all of that to sell newspapers what the fuck? I mean, how dumb do you have to be? Like, they, like, came up with a ruse so that they could call her and then they accidentally let it slip that, like, oh, and by the way, she was murdered. <laughs> what? I don't know. That's ridiculous. Or maybe they didn't. I, I didn't, like, read the article they wrote after that. I just know they, they called her mom and told her something good happened to her daughter so that they could get an interview about her daughter with her. And then after that... She obviously had to find out that her daughter was, like, murdered in a, like, crazy, horrific way. Right. Yeah. That's terrible. So, not, um, not relevant, but this is, like, a weird fact about her. Like, probably because they were able to interview her mom before she knew she was dead. We know a lot of, like, facts about her life. Mm -hmm. So, her dad, um, was presumed to be dead. Like, he, like, left when she was about six and, like... But actually, he just left when she was six and started a new life. And she thought he was dead for like her whole life. And then he sent her an apology letter when she was 18 and was like, sorry. Uh, And so then she moved in with him in because he lived in California. 
I wonder if she wanted to be an actress so bad that she was like, well, my dad lives in California and he's alive. I guess I'll make up with him and so I can move in with him. Yeah, makes sense. And uh, but later, shock, they argued too much. So she moved out. Um, and she started working at an Air Force base where she got arrested. She got arrested for underage drinking and she got some sweet mug shots where she looks like Gina Davis. Oh, that's and right. And that's like, and I, that's the photo that you see of her a, a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's when she's like way younger. Um, anyway, so eventually she moved to LA for about six months and then she got murdered. Fuck. She'd only been there for six months. She was described as an aspiring actress um right before she died she returned from a trip to like san diego that she took with a married salesman that she was dating um and he dropped her off at like a fancy hotel and um interesting yeah and that guy like hasn't gotten investigated at all or like he he was ruled out pretty quick or something like he's not a main focus of it and i would think like Number one, this guy. The married boyfriend. The married boyfriend. Who's rich? I don't know if he's rich. He's a oh. traveling salesman. He's got, Oh, right. I just remember a boat. <laughs> so I just a assumed boat. he was rich. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, she was dropped off in front of a, a hotel, um, and she was found murdered near there because she, I think, maybe was staying there or something. I'm not really sure. Oh, okay. So shortly after she got murdered... And found the LA Examiner again, got a call, and the person who called told them to expect some of her belongings. What? Right? Like, um, her her death goes public, and then they get a call from someone and is like, expect something in the mail for you and all the media. They actually did get something in the mail. They got a creepy letter about her, and also, like, her birth certificate and her social security card and, like, a purse and, like... Her belongings, like certifiably her belongings, they had them. What the fuck? And mailed them there. Um, and they had used gasoline to remove fingerprints from all of it. So uh, you couldn't get it. Today I learned gasoline can remove fingerprints. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right? What? I know. Uh, yeah. So that's kind of the case. Um, and... There's, like, related cases that some people have tried to, like, make connections to, including even the Zodiac Killer. Of course. He's of responsible course. for everything. For everything. I mean, there was a there was a letter. Oh, I see. But I don't think... I mean, wasn't that even, like, the wrong era? Yes. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So, like, the there's a couple... There's one, like, bigger one that I want to talk about. But there's a couple minor ones. There's one murder that's been associated with it like a month that later that happened where she wasn't exactly posed in the same way, but she was naked and beat up and um, near the same hotel. And um, she had somebody who wrote in lipstick on her um, like, fuck you, BD. I'm mentioning this mainly because this part was in the game that I played. Oh wow. Where you got to to solve it and it was related in the story of the game. I don't think it's actually related, but it says fuck you BD and then Tex. And hmm. nobody figured that one out either. But also um somebody who was like a crime writer historian said, what if instead of saying fuck you BD, like fuck you block Dahlia it was fuck you PD, like obviously fuck you police department. Oh right. Which makes a lot more sense. Yeah. Um, and there's also one um, about... So there, one of the prime suspects was a bellhop who was a former mortician's assistant. Interesting. Or one of his associates who trained as a surgeon but dropped out. Also interesting. There's one other guy that worked with them as well. And I guess they had a scheme going on where they were robbing hotels. Which is weird because her and that other lady were right next to the hotel. Yeah. Um, And so they're thinking, like, maybe she found out too much about their hotel robbing scheme and one of those dudes killed her and had the training to have the clinical efficiency of doing that fucked up thing. But I feel like you have to be, like, really fucked up and, like, want to send a message to do something like that, not just be like, oh, shit, better quiet her. 
Right. That I don't know if it was that yeah. she did something to somewhat like to the wrong, like really fucked up person. And so they went to all of this trouble as a way of like getting back at her. Or it was just someone who had some like sick desire to do that to a person and they chose her. Right. Yeah. Or like, you know, um, maybe somebody like that was like, if she's trying to get into like Hollywood circles and there's like some kind of socialite type dude that she's trying to get with who does shit like that, who knows? Yeah. Um, but it is really, I like that there are sort of related cases because it's really hard to believe that that only happened once that that person only killed one time. Yeah. And, um, Another, like, promising thing was, and I feel like I want to do one on this one, too, the Cleveland Torso murderer. Oh, shit. Um, but I don't think so. But the police even had, like, a connection to it um, where they were, like, so convinced that they almost uh, arrested the guy that was a suspect for that. But it was it's, like, the opposite. Mo- it's the opposite way like she was intact except cut in half and she was killed by a blow to the head and the torso murderer for the most part leaves the torso alone hence the name torso murderer right and most of the death the cause of death is like beheadings while they were alive fucking gee why god right gross right no so christy that makes my neck hurt i know i want to do that one that one some other time, I think. Did they catch a person for that? I don't think they did. They oh had a suspect. God. So it's still a, oh, okay. It'll be. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't look too much into it. I just sort of scanned like what the mode of, mo the modus operandi was. Nice. <laughs> Using those words. <laughs> um. Anyway. <laughs> Using those words. Uh. So I. Those are the like some main theories also there's a lady that says her dad did it but um interesting i've said that people like so many times say that's like there's no reason why she should think that basically she just wrote a book and said that her dad did it she's like i fucking hate my dad i bet he did this yes exactly <laughs> that's exactly it same all right so the theory that i want to talk about the final theory is so there's a detective sergeant john p st john who worked on this case until his retirement. What a great name. Uh, right? It's a good name. He has a, <laughs> he's got a quote that says, it's amazing how many people offer up a relative as the killer. Because um, people, since it was so famous, like a lot of people confessed or like said like, oh yeah, like my shitty uncle did it or whatever. <laughs> um, but it's ironic because it seems like the most promising theory is now from a retired LAPD cop who says his dad did it. What? Right? It is. Um, so it's kind of wild and it is a little bit too convenient, but it also kind of makes sense. It does? Yeah. So this guy's name is Steve Hodel and he was a detective at Los Angeles Police Department and he was a homicide detective. I like the way you say homicide. How, how do you say homicide? I say homicide. <laughs> oh. You sound British. Homicide, homicide, basil, (laughs) (laughs) herb, aluminium, aluminium. (laughs) Wow. Um, So he was a detective at the time when she was murdered? He wasn't a detective at the time. He was um, a child. Oh, (laughs) wait, what? Okay. So there's a, (laughs) let me just start over. Okay. Okay. So we have a, a modern day man who's a crime writer right now. He's old. Um, he's in his seventies. Um, and his name is George Hodel. Okay. And what he did as a job was a homicide detective at the LAPD. And his father, George, was a doctor during the time that Elizabeth Short got murdered. Ah, I see. I see. Okay. And uh, also apparently a really shitty dad. He left for the Philippines when Steve was nine years old. And one day... As an adult, when Steve was going through his shit, he found a box of photos, which included normal family photos, some photos taken by famous surrealist photographer and family friend Man Ray, which I think is just so Hollywood. Yeah, what? (laughs) And also a few pictures of Elizabeth Short. Like, before she was murdered? Before she was murdered. Um, This weird, like, connection, like, why the fuck does he have photos of this woman? 
but like photos he took i don't know just he has photos like what like like it's, in the before there's the internet right so like he did well what why would you like, have why would you have random photos of a like headshots of a murdered woman uh just in your closet hidden away that's true so that's a weird personal connection it is um he happened to be a homicide detective already by then so he started detecting that's what my notes say incredible notes christy incredible (laughs) thank you um people some people kind of don't believe him because this seems like really fucking convenient that he happened to live his entire life as a homicide detective and then when he started getting ready to retire he found this personal connection to his shitty dad that he hated and a murder that was very famous. And he became a crime reporter? And he became a crime writer. Writer. So, yeah, he needs a really good story to write about. Right. And he is, like, kind of borderline obsessed about this um, case. Well, I guess if you really, really thought it was your dad. Yeah, I mean, true. Um, okay, so, yeah, I told you about the, the one place that your body can be cut in half without mm-hmm. breaking the bone. Mm-hmm. And they did teach that in medical school while his dad was learning to be a doctor. So he would know how to do that. Okay. And the handwriting in the creepy letter in the papers looked a lot like George Hodel, his father, the father's writing. The doctor dad's handwriting looked suspiciously like the creepy letter that was sent to the papers. This is all good stuff. It's all good shit. And... So, and that's just kind of a start of it, because this man has been cataloging evidence against his dad for 15 years. He's written four books about it. Um, He's basically convinced, and he has an ongoing blog, but he's convinced, like, his dad killed Elizabeth Short and maybe other people. Wow. Um, And he filed a Freedom of Information Act to get um, information from the FBI about the case. And he, his dad was a suspect, and they did bug his house. Holy shit. So he has like a transcript of um, like there's a transcript of a, a lady screaming and like later talking what? to somebody about like people. It just sounded like he murdered somebody. <laughs> he was like, you know, nothing else to do. Killed her. Like, that's it. Wait, from bugging the house, they heard a woman screaming. Yeah. And then there's a transcript of that. But they did not run into the house to see what was happening. I guess I don't know the police protocol on bugging someone's house, hearing something suspicious, and being able to enter. Yeah. But... um, Well, maybe they wanted a confession. I don't know. What the fuck? Also, I've got this gem of a quote that he... The doctor dad said. Doctor dad. (laughs) Um... I guess the FBI files around the the wiretapping, he's literally talking to someone and he says, supposing I did kill the Black Dahlia. I think he knows he's a suspect. So he says, supposing I did kill the Black Dahlia. They couldn't prove it now. This is like in 1950 something. Wow. They couldn't prove it now. They can't talk to my secretary because she's dead. Like, why would you say that? Like, why would you be like, oh, well, my secretary's fucking dead now. So uh, they can't get anything out of her. They couldn't prove anything. That's not really quite, I didn't do it. It's just, Why the fuck would they talk to your secretary anyway? To get in, (laughs) I mean, maybe his secretary would know, like, personal information or his whereabouts or, like, know of a personal connection to Elizabeth Short. How odd. That is a very suspicious response. Like, it's an unnecessary. Right. In so many ways. Yeah. That guy did it, Christy. I know. <laughs> and and even a, a guy who worked at the LAPD, it, it's the only self-investigated case or like um, ancillary like theory that the um, someone in the L.A. Um, district attorney's office has acknowledged at all and been like, yeah, I mean, sure. Um, that said, like a lot of other people think like a lot of his evidence is circumstantial and that he's a a little too obsessed with it um and that maybe like he's made his life about this so it's got to be grandiose kind of so he's making stuff up and i think that to us like i i still kind of like did Both his dad murder true. people yes did he murder elizabeth short probably slash maybe and um but what he's also said is like he 
he's proposed that his dad killed other people, including a woman who was found dead near where he was living in. So when he he moved to the Philippines, the dad, mm-hmm. in, when uh, the this investigator was nine. So he found like a murder that he felt was similar in Manila near to where his dad was living. Oh, later on. Interesting. Okay. So he just murdered somebody else and nobody gave a shit because it was in the Philippines in the 50s. Fuck. Um, I believe him. I believe that his dad is <laughs> the killer. Um, that said, he's also even gone so far as to propose that his dad was the Zodiac killer. Oh, come on. All and right. that's a little much. Not I think it. he definitely slipped into obsession and like. Yeah. He had some really valid points there. Right. Like at first I was like, no, he just wants to write a book. And then I was like, oh, no, he. OK, yeah, I, I believe him. Like his dad absolutely murdered somebody. The people in the BuzzFeed video said he um, he couldn't get a warrant to investigate his dad's old house because people live there. But he got some kind of like a super sniffy dog to like sniff out the area. And it did like smell like corpses, like maybe not Elizabeth's. Oh, a cadaver dog like smelled remains. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I've said interesting like 12, 20 times while you've been talking. But it wasn't enough evidence to get a warrant. And so technically the case remains closed because it was just it's been too long. So they just close it. But still unsolved. Yeah, but nobody cares. Like all her relatives are dead now. Fuck. We care. I want to know. I care too. Yeah. Jesus. <laughs> so that's it. Uh, I just have a hard time imagining that whoever did that didn't kill a bunch of other people. But why didn't they kill him in other, like the same way? Like I feel like if you're gonna go to those lengths to like drain someone of blood, right? Cut, cut them a certain way, like then you dump them and display them in a certain way. Like that is all so particular. Like how. Do you not do that again unless you like died or were sent to prison and you couldn't do it or moved to the Philippines. Right. And then did it again. He did it. (gasps) Allegedly. We don't actually know. Nobody sue us. Are they all dead? (laughs) (laughs) Probably. Oh God. Yeah. It's crazy. It's wild. That's so scary. The black doll. I didn't know a lot of those. Like, of course I've heard of it, but I didn't know a lot of those details. Yeah. Me too. Are you going to post the really gross photos in your show notes? Uh, I didn't come across any really gross photos. Okay, good. Yeah. The one with her face is rough. Oh, God, I forgot about that. I didn't even fucking mention it. (laughs) That's like the most famous and also worst part. I know. So she got, yeah, she got cut. Her face was cut from like mouth to ear on both sides. Like the Joker. Like the fucking Joker. Like the fucking Joker. It's called a Glasgow smile, by the way. (sighs) It has a name. It's got a name. Oh, God. people! Th- I mean, people get that done to them and survive, and just go through life with a scar that looks like a horrible smile. Oh, that's the terrible. the photo on Wikipedia for Glasgow Smile is just a dude who's alive with a scar like that. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Fucked up. That's intense. I know. <laughs> Poor Black Dahlia. Yeah. Or Elizabeth Short, her real name. Right. I mean, I'm gl- I'm glad. I'm glad she was dead before that stuff happened to her. Can you fucking right. imagine? True. So she probably died of head trauma then. You said there was a... Yeah, that's what they said was her official cause of death. <sighs> that's rough. Yeah. And terrible. Yeah. Do you want to hear about something else that's gross and disgusting? Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> so your weird fact, I'm gonna tell you about rat kings. <laughs> oh God, no, no! <laughs> It's spooky season, Christy. Is it real? Rat kings are real. I thought it was just something that people made up because it sounded horrifying. Uh, no. God it's, damn it's, it. It's unfortunately a very real thing. So if you're not familiar, a rat king is a disgusting and sad phenomenon that's created when a large group of rats become fused together by their tails, sometimes with dirt, hair, blood, even feces. It's truly gross. Uh, and they get stuck like that. And die, obviously. I hate that. Uh, the most rats ever found fused together was 32. No. That's a big ass rat king. I hate it. 32. Um, I will never forget finding out what a rat king was. <laughs> Where you were the first time. <laughs> and then, no, and then later watching um, a version of the, um, the Nutcracker. Mm-hmm. 
where the rat he, there's a rat king right uh-huh. as the bad guy because they're small <laughs> um where the rat king was portrayed not as just a dude in a dumb rat costume with a uh, crown on it but as multiple people dancing together really <laughs> oh, i didn't yeah. know that yeah ew that's creepy yeah also rat kings are seen as a bad omen god fucking of course they are and usually associated with plagues, obviously. Because how do you get that many? <laughs> like, imagine how many rats have to be in one place for rats to get fused together. Like, too many rats. Like, more than 32. There's got to be, like, hundreds of rats to be so close together that just statistically some of them get stuck. Too many rats. I hate it. Oh, it makes me want to throw up. I hate it. It's pretty gross. Uh, but, yeah, no, they, they're real. I mean, hopefully they don't happen very often, but I don't know. It literally makes me want to puke right now something else that's scary is (laughs) while for most of your story i watched a spider go across the the, like ceiling down this fucking wall hopefully into that closet (laughs) oh my god i put my feet up on the bar here because you didn't fucking warn me. Well, you were telling your story. I didn't want to stop you to be like, there's a spider. Because um, it's far enough away that he's not going to get us. Unless he's on the floor now. Yeah, I probably wouldn't have cared. He's um, okay. He's fine. He wasn't necessarily big enough to create a lot of alarm. But I was scared the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> Just a li- not alarm, but a little suspense. We take Halloween very seriously at this house, okay? We have real spiders crawling around. Maybe there's a rat king in that closet. You don't know. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Uh, okay, great. Great. What a fact. Good stuff. Um, Hey, that's episode 66. Feel wow. free to uh, check out our show notes at that'sweird.org. But beware, there will be photos of the Black Dolly on there. And those spooky linen pants ladies. <laughs> I love that they're ladies. Yeah, the, I'll put the Nightcrawler videos on there. And we're on Twitter and Instagram at That's Weirdcast. That's right. You can rate, review, subscribe. I mean, if you're feeling fancy and you like us. Wow. That'd be great. Wonderful. <laughs> uh, have a great rest of your October until we talk to you next time, which will also be in October. That's right. We have so much October left. Oh, my God. Oh, I'm so excited. (laughs) Best month, best season. Yeah, we've got our exciting, like, we've got the My Favorite Murder show coming up. Oh, my gosh, yeah. Our ladies are going to be back in Seattle, so we're going to go see them. We're going to have our um, Halloween spooktacular uh, adventure in Portland to talk to you about. Portland extravaganza. The extravaganza. (laughs) And maybe some other exciting surprises. Ooh. So stay tuned. Yay. Okay, bye. Oh, didn't see you there. I'm Molly. And I'm Jen. And we're We're Rosemary's Ladies. A podcast where we eat snacks, drink adult beverages, and review movies. The good and the bad. Previous reviews include Deep Blue Sea, Poltergeist, Leprechaun, and 1998's Godzilla. You can tune in on iTunes, Spotify, and most popular podcast apps. And for Pete's sake, be sure to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and check us out at rosemarysladies.com, where you can submit movies for us to review. Hi, I'm Kelly. And I'm Sophie. We're two broads talking politics. We're working moms in the Midwest. Who love politics. We're progressive activists. Worried about the future of our country for our kids. On Two Broads Talking Politics, we talk to activists and authors and veterans and students and reporters and nonprofit directors and candidates. Lots of candidates. On Wednesdays, we do deep dives into issues like the opioid crisis or gun violence or reproductive justice or religion or the politics of a particular state. And on Fridays, I profile an individual or three. So if you like talking politics or just want to be hopeful about the country again, check out Two Broads Talking Politics. We're at twobroadstalkingpolitics.com or you can subscribe anywhere podcasts are found.